Some researchers have found that we make upwards of 35,000 decisions every day. The vast majority of these decisions are made without conscious consideration. But at work, we are tasked regularly with making decisions as individuals or with our colleagues. So today, we are exploring the skills of effective decision-making. I am going to walk through the five decision-making skills to help you home in on the particular aspect of decision-making that you want to improve for yourself or to support a team member to develop. And if you stay tuned for the extended episode for members, you will get a sixth skill. So now let's get to it. Are you a manager, boss, or team leader who aspires to level up and unleash your team's full potential? You're listening to the Modern Manager Podcast, and I'm your host, Mamie Canfor-Stewart. Each week, I explore effective strategies and provide actionable insights that supercharge your management abilities, optimize team performance, and foster a healthy workplace culture. Become a rockstar manager and help your team thrive at themodernmanager.com slash more. The five skills of decision-making that I'm going to talk about are timeliness, emotional control, information discernment, big picture thinking, and collaborative processing. So we're going to dive into each one. First up is timeliness. I love starting with timeliness because it is one of those skills that we don't really consider very often about decision-making. But basically, it's a matter of whether you take the appropriate amount of time to make a decision. And that means not spending so much time that you lose opportunities or momentum or waste resources, but also not moving too quickly to the point where you run past an opportunity or miss something in your process that would have led to a better decision. Now, some people, like my husband, just want to make a decision and move on. He has had to learn to slow down, give things time to simmer, talk to folks, explore a few more options, and then make the decision. But on the other hand, I had a client who kept going back and forth on an issue and just didn't know what to do about it. And finally, I just encouraged her to make a choice because she had done all the necessary processing. And at this point, every minute she spent thinking about this decision was a waste of time and energy. She could be putting her brain power to work on so much more important tasks or decisions. So taking the appropriate amount of time to gather information consider the situation, engage other people if needed, and also move to closure. That is a skill that is hard to develop because it's not always so clear-cut. Some decisions require a few hours of thought, while others maybe require a week or a few weeks. Now, in my experience, one of the keys is understanding the impact of time on the decision. Is waiting a few days going to materially impact the situation? Is moving now, even if it's not perfect, going to give you some advantage? One of my favorite questions to ask in decision-making is, if we had the answer to that question, would it materially change our thinking? If the answer is no, then just move forward without that information. But if the answer is yes, then take the time to explore further. Another question I love is, if this decision is dead wrong, can we live with the consequences? That one can help teams slow down and do a bit more exploration because they want to avoid getting it so wrong. Or it can also help them speed up because they realize that the impact is actually pretty minimal. In reality, we can't time every decision perfectly. So instead, you want to aim to optimize the time that you need to consider the factors and explore options without rushing to be done or taking more time than is really needed. The second component is emotional control. Emotions are an important part of making decisions. They're just not the only part. Too often, especially in our personal lives, we make decisions based on emotions and then end up regretting them. Now, when it comes to work, we need to view our emotions as input, not the deciding factor. 
If you feel strongly about a particular path or are uncomfortable with an option or have any other emotional reaction, that's fine. In fact, it's actually good. The important thing is to take that response as input. Now, on the other hand, we shouldn't be ignoring our emotions either. Being too logical or rational often means that we're going to miss something important. And if we didn't need emotions in decision-making, we could just feed the data into an AI system and ask it to decide for us. But at least for now, that is not a good idea. So pretending not to have emotions or emotional responses or assuming that any emotions are just getting in the way, that's equally detrimental to making a good decision. Because in essence, our emotions help us to know what our values are. Your gut is giving you guidance from your internal compass, and you should listen to it just like you would listen to any other advisor. Try to understand what your emotions are telling you about the options on the table and what's important to you. In both cases, when emotions are in the driver's seat or they've been relegated to the trunk, that's when bad decisions are made. So being able to acknowledge your emotions and derive the insight that those emotions are sharing with you, that is the critical skill to good decision-making. To help you develop your emotional control and decision-making, when you notice that you are getting particularly attached to one option, or maybe you're just feeling passionately about something, just pause and ask, what is being triggered for me? What values or priorities of mine are feeling threatened? Often when we keep asking ourselves what's underneath this feeling, we can discover something valuable to the decision process without it being an emotional reaction. Hey there, Mamie here. Just a quick and exciting update for all of you who are enjoying the Modern Manager podcast. The Modern Manager membership community is getting a minor makeover and it is now called the Podcast Plus Membership. And you can sign up for it and join a community of managers determined to do better every day. You'll get full access to our Slack channel, sketch notes with key takeaways from each episode, all types of guest bonuses, and the members-only podcast, which is ad-free and has extended interviews. So you get to hear the answers to my juiciest questions without interruptions like this one. Sign up today for $15 per month at themodernmanager.com slash more. Can't wait to see you there. Now, this may be a silly example, but my family is moving to be closer to my daughter's school, and my husband and I were planning to rent out our apartment for a few years until we knew for sure if we were coming back to this neighborhood or not. Now, I felt strongly that I was not ready to give up our current home. But when I did a little exploration, when I dug a little deeper, it became clearer that I wasn't feeling sentimental about this apartment. I just wasn't ready to let go of the idea of living in this neighborhood. And that helped me realize that we could sell our current home and still move back to this area in five years. The two things that were initially linked for me, this apartment and this neighborhood, they were linked emotionally. But once I could untangle them, I was able to make a more thoughtful decision about whether or not selling or renting made more sense for us. The third skill is information discernment. Just like with emotions, we need to be able to understand and interpret the data or information that we've gathered and come to a logical conclusion. This means we need to know what information is relevant and important and be able to gather that right information without getting lost in information overload. At the end of the day, good decisions are made when you have the right information and you have interpreted them well. Now, to help you draw logical conclusions, you need to be able to cut through the noise. We live in a world of information accessibility, and more information does not necessarily mean better outcomes. So discerning the important information from the extraneous information is essential. For me, it helps to get crystal clear on the criteria. 
For example, if you are implementing a new ERP system or software, there are likely some essential capabilities and maybe some budgetary boundaries. And so you want to focus on the information related to those factors that will help you compare options. But knowing every feature available, not helpful. And not only is it not helpful, but can actually cloud your judgment. And if you get swept up by the bells and whistles of one software and forget about what really matters, you're going to make the wrong choice. Now, there was a team that was working on the second version of a product, and they were given a list of specs as targets. But they lost track of the fact that some of those specs were government mandated, while others were aspirations set by business leaders. And this resulted in decision after decision that was made to align with the wrong criteria. So when they went to present their new product iteration that they were so proud of, it was a complete disaster. They had surpassed some of the targets, which was truly impressive, but they failed to meet one of the government requirements, making the entire version a no-go as it currently stood. Such a bummer. So to avoid a decision that gets lost in the immaterial, ask yourself and your team, what are our criteria? What information or factors will make or break this decision? and then put aside the other information that comes in. You don't want to ignore it completely because maybe something will pop and you'll realize that you missed something important. But most of the time, you want to acknowledge it and then stay focused on what you know matters most. Fourth up is big picture thinking. It is way too easy to get caught up in the details of a decision and miss the larger context that the decision is being made within. Being able to pull up to put this decision in context of the bigger picture, that's critical especially for managers in higher leadership positions. Whether you call it whole systems thinking or holistic thinking or system-wide thinking, the ability to see beyond this moment or this issue, but to make a decision that works not just in isolation, but within reality, well, that is huge. In fact, this is one of the competencies that many business leaders desire of their managers. They want people who can see beyond their domain, who understand the business or field as a whole and can put the decision and the information into context for the current moment and for the long term. To cultivate big picture thinking, when making a decision, ask what implications or unintended consequences might this decision lead to? How does this decision fit within our larger organizational context? Who or what will be impacted or affected by this decision and how? What might this decision lead to in the future? Are we setting a precedent? Are there other opportunities that will be opened or shut because of it? These questions are not always easy to answer, but they can spark you to get out of the weeds and pull up to the balcony. Lastly, we have collaborative thinking. This one for me is all about how you work with others to make a decision. Do you listen, ask good questions, share your whys and not just your whats? Do you unpack opinions and try to work with people who have different positions to you to reach the best possible outcome? When we don't have collaborative processing, the challenge is that it can either go the way of the watered-down compromise where the decision made meets no one's needs and is suboptimal in every way, or it can become a battle where it's my expertise and opinion against yours, in which case, again, we lose out on the wisdom being brought to the table. So instead, we want to be collaborative decision makers who value diverse thinking and are adept at exploring different perspectives so that we can ultimately land on a conclusion that incorporates the best thinking from all of us. To be a good collaborative processor, you need to identify who you should be talking to so that you're not only thinking in a vacuum with people who agree with you. You also need the ability to deeply listen and be curious without judgment. 
Tell me more is my favorite invitation. And questions like, can you walk me through how you came to that conclusion? And say more about that. Those invite people to explain their thinking without feeling interrogated. So to enrich your decision-making skills, identify the areas that you or your team members need to focus on. Do you need to get better at managing the time to make a decision, either to move more slowly and deliberately or to be a bit faster and decisive? Do you need to manage your emotions so you can understand where they're coming from without ignoring them completely or letting them cloud your judgment? Do you need to become more discerning about what information is important and what can be ignored as noise? Or do you need to improve your big picture thinking, putting decisions in context of the greater whole or understanding how it impacts the future? Or maybe you need to work on collaborating with others to make decisions to get the best thinking from everyone. Whatever skill it is, I hope this breakdown has given you a little insight into your natural tendencies and will help you take steps towards making better decisions at work and in life. And if you want even more, in the extended episode available to members of Podcast Plus and the Skills Accelerator via our private podcast feed, I talk about one additional skill that can really up your decision-making game. Now this week, in lieu of a traditional guest bonus, members of Podcast Plus get my one-page overview of the decision-making skills that I talked about today. Members can also win a copy of Becoming the Change, The Power of Cultural Intelligence by Lauren Rosario Maldonado. She was the guest in episode 292. You must enter the drawing by Monday, February 26, 2024. To get this bonus, become a member of Podcast Plus or the Skills Accelerator. Go to themodernmanager.com slash join. All the links are in the show notes and they can be delivered to your inbox along with this week's mini sketch note. So if you haven't yet subscribed to my newsletter, get on that list at themodernmanager.com. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. 